Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and wow, dude, I have a lot of fun with today's conversation. Before we get to that, though, New Friends Fest is this weekend. Who am I going to see there? I am nervous and excited, and I just can't believe it's here. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself, as I often do. This Friday, Combustion Volume 2 from Sparks Magazine will release on Middleman Records Bandcamp. Be sure to check that out. There are interviews with Aaron from Massanera, one of my favorite people in the world, and Drew Spizzielli from Circle Takes the Square and his new project, Drawn Bow. Been trying to get Drew on the podcast for quite a while sometime, and I'm sure we'll get around to it when the schedules line up. At any rate, I'd also like to remind you that you can hear all about all this stuff and get sneak peeks and read all the zines on patreon.com slash human machine. And now I'd like to play you something. Nothing by Mel N, who you may also know as one of the vocalists of the band Heavenly Blue. This is absolutely my favorite song that's come out this year, so I was so excited to chat with Mel. school when we were making ornaments um and i think we were making them out of clay but we were shaping them with cookie cutters shaped like angels and stuff like that for christmas um so i would have been like probably three or four years old at that point yeah <laughs> yeah did and you, you said you're making them out of clay so these are is this something that you still like have somewhere yeah, I think it's probably like with all our ornaments, my mom's been pretty good about um, keeping those things, but we don't get a big tree every year anymore um, since like I moved out and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, there's, yeah, I don't, it, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, these things survive. There's, there's, a, there's a like surprise, like, mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly what kind of creation it is like 
it's some kind of clay-like creation, you know, that, that uh, one of my kids came home from school last year with, and <laughs> it, was, it, it was supposed to be a turtle. And it's, uh, it's really adorable because it's like, you, you can, like when you, once you're told it's a turtle, you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I, I see it, you know, but it's like, this is like a, a nine-year-old, you know, making a turtle yeah. and like with no previous experience or whatever. And, uh, and, um, I don't, I don't know what the deal was, but you know, it like we have, we have it and it's at like on the table and someone kicked it off the table and it, the head of the turtle kind of came off. It was, oh no. yeah, it was sad. Well, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get it epoxied back on there or whatever, oh, but yeah. it's, but it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I love those. Like in your case though, you said you had like a form that you were using. So mm-hmm. like, that's probably, there, there's probably consistency there that, you know, um, that, that you're able to, uh, produce. Whereas like sometimes like later when you're making stuff, uh, like freestyle as a kid, it, it mm-hmm. ends up a little, a little loose and, and uh, in my opinion, more interesting for it. Did, do you have anything like that? That's, that's still kicking around your parents' house or anything like that? Oh yeah. I think, um, I actually heard this is something that might be an early sign of like anxiety, but I feel like as a child, I was kind of a hoarder and it's taken me like my whole life to, I'm finally able to maybe get rid of some things that I have sentimental attachments to. So I think in my mom's basement or like in her storage unit, we have a bunch of like old things I've made or like I drew a lot as a kid. Yeah. I played with some clay and stuff like that, but, um, you know, this actually kind of reminds me, I was thinking the other day, like, a lot of people, like, can draw as a kid, like, pretty well. And then, like, as an adult, I feel like not that many people draw or draw well. And I was kind of like, I feel like I'm just kind of scared to try it now. Like, there's that kind of, um, I don't know, like, kids are more free in that way. And that's part of why they make cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's... There's a, there's something to be said about like that carefree confidence, first of all, you know, like, because it's like, um, there's, there's some, like, as, as someone that draws a lot now, like I, I can, I can be happy with something that I just sort of like boom, bam, boom. Like it was like, it was almost formed in my head first. Right. And then I just Mm. throw down some lines and I can be happy with something that technically doesn't look as good as something else that I did like meticulate over or whatever. Mm. And, um, and it's like, I think that speaks to like the, just the, the, the the confidence that's present in that creation, the act of creating or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um like there's something that an artist that I was listening to was talking about about how like you know you um you're you're always like getting to the next point where you are looking at this 
stuff that you did like six months ago or whatever um, mm-hmm. as like inferior to what you can do now. And like, yeah. we probably all recognize that like in our music and stuff, you know? Like, yeah. so we can relate to that, right? Well, like, I think, so you're talking about like, you just stop drawing, right? Like, mm-hmm. but you don't stop seeing drawings. That's the thing, right? So you yeah. like, you're, you know, you're you're constantly taking in the values of of your appreciation, you know, and your your appreciation of the thing keeps like leveling up, as it were, mm-hmm. until you're just like, I can't do that. Like I haven't, <laughs> like I haven't done that, you know, and yeah. um, it sucks because like, yeah, I, I mean, I wish that, I wish there was a way you could just turn that off and just yeah. be like, fuck it. Because like, I mean, some of the, fa- some of my favorite like music ever sounds like shit. Yeah. You know, like Spirit of Versailles, <laughs> like that Spirit of Versailles demo is fucking magical to me but it like mm-hmm. by modern like sensibilities it sounds like shit right but like mm-hmm. to me it's like perfect and like it's and just like i don't know an artist like like if i said an artist that i thought like like people would say people would think i was like saying that they aren't talented and i don't I don't mean that. Like, it's just like, there's some artists that like, you're, you look at that and you're like, they don't care. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like Simon Hanselman is like a fantastic artist, right? So that's not the, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's like, you look at that and it's like, that's what he wants to do and he doesn't care. Yeah. And, and it's like, by, like if you compare Simon Hanselman to someone that draws like incredibly realistically, et cetera, et cetera, you're like, wow, this person can draw and that person can't, right? But like mm-hmm. you would, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm getting way in the weeds in this, but I think <laughs> it all boils down to how we constantly judge ourselves in ways that we never judge other people. I mean, some people do judge other people. But True. You, you know what I'm saying though. It's like, yeah. like, I I don't know. It's like just your your insecurities about yourself, about your abilities, like that's not what other people see in you. And that's yeah. and that's never the way that you see other people, you know, but you're just like shit, I can't draw or I'm not good at drums or whatever, you know? And it's just like nobody that like I don't know. Like nobody needs to worry about that. Just like do it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is, first of all, I, I think it's good, I guess, to strive to do better. But I think of course. a lot of us have the tendency to be like, yeah, overly critical. And then sometimes, yeah, you don't even want to do anything because you're so scared of failing. But um, I don't know. I think something that's also important to remember is like, I mean, everyone's allowed to do whatever they want. And just because it isn't like as good as some other stuff is doesn't mean someone can't learn to play guitar. I mean... I'm pretty bad at guitar. I don't think everyone needs to know how to play. Um, so I'm not going to bother with that, but (laughs) yeah, you know, it doesn't mean if you really want to learn and you're not very good, like, you know, that doesn't mean you can't try and practice and you will get better. Yeah. 
Also, I think that like some people that might, I, some people that could could considerably be like called like bad at guitar have come mm-hmm. up with some of the most interesting stuff. Oh yeah. Like, I don't think when, I don't think when Fugazi started that Ian Mackay was very good at guitar, but it's like, it's perfect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, like, like Maya rips the shit out of it, you know? <laughs> like, that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. There's like a different, there's, there's performance and then there's creativity. And oh, yeah. it's awesome when you can have both, you know? Yes. But, but yeah, there are like great singers who don't put out interesting music because they're relying only on their vocal chops and um, there are like horrible singers that are in bands I love <laughs> making great music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, and and, and like, you know, there there are like history is is um, full of people with voices that like are just straight up kind of weird. Yeah. You know, but it's like, that's what we love about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, like, I was like, what if Dinosaur Jr. came out now? Like, would they even be popular? Like, some of those songs are so, like, there's not like a hook. Yeah. You know, like, but it's like, I'm not trying to, like, talk bad about Dinosaur Jr. at all. Like, I own, mm-hmm. own LPs and stuff, you know, I, I love Dinosaur Jr., but like, it's just like, what, like, what, what was it? You know, yeah. it was, it was original. It was unique. There was a voice there. There was something happening that you, you know, you couldn't just be like, oh, this fits this formula and that's why this song is good or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, once, once again, it's just like that thing where it's just like, you know, sometimes, you only need like one part of the equation to make something really cool happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when was like it apparent to you that music was going to be a big part of your life? Like when were, were your parents very musical, like a lot of music around the house or? Um, so there's not really a lot of actual musicians in my family. I have a couple cousins that, you know, do stuff. But as far as like, especially within the household, um, I'm probably the only like actual musician, I would say. My mom did grow up, um, you know, she she had a lot of vinyl records and she loved kind of like the all the new wave stuff. She's always trying to get me to see Morrissey with her and he always cancels the dates. <laughs> um, so I guess like, yeah, growing up, she would try and expose us to the stuff that she likes, which as an adult, I'm a lot more receptive to now than I was back then. But um, I guess when I started actually like being a part of it was, um, when in fifth grade, I started playing saxophone at school and, um, yeah, I did that up until I went to college. I still have some sitting around, but I was really severely involved in all the extracurriculars related to that. Okay. So you, you played for a, a, quite a while. Yeah. Um, I started out just doing classical and alto sax. And then over time I did a bunch of different stuff, like, um, different jazz ensembles. Um, I, I started playing baritone saxophone, which is pretty big. Um, I really like that one. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so I think that is what really um, opened my mind, I guess, to or helped me understand a lot of music theory type stuff that has just helped me, um, I guess, even just have the confidence to make my own music. Yeah. Um, was the was this a situation where you're like doing a lot of um, like uh, um, competitions and stuff like that? Um, somewhat. It was mostly like. Um, I had like the classes within school. I would go to a fine arts camp every summer. Uh, so that was like 12 days. And that was like the kids there were generally at a higher level than they were at my school. So that was a lot of fun. And um, I would do sometimes ensembles outside of school, like through the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, I had like youth programs, um, stuff like that. But yeah, I guess my school, we would go to like normal competitions throughout the year. Um, which yeah was not too bad. <laughs> yeah, and where was your like personal music taste at? Like while like like while you're you know you're you're playing like what you're playing like in a school situation and and at at like the performances and stuff, but like at home you're listening to like what kind of stuff? Oh gosh, I went through so many phases of music, especially like in middle school. Um, by the time I got to high school, I was kind of more settled into sort of like um, 90s emo or Midwest emo, um, like things of that nature. But yeah, in middle school, you know, there was like the classic rock phase. There was just generic indie rock. Like I think the first concert I went to was Death Cab for Cutie with my mom. Um yeah, uh, I, I remember having a little ska phase, I think, because I played saxophone. That okay. made it pretty fun. So, okay. yeah, I like a lot of different types of stuff. <laughs> I was, I, I was like, going to stay away from the ska comment, but, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think, like, anytime somebody, then I'm like, did you, is that what you wanted to do? Like, but you, mm -hmm. like, never wanted to start a ska band or just for a minute? Oh, I did, but not for that long. And I think realistically, it wouldn't have turned out very well or as well as I, you know, pictured it in my mind. So I'm I'm kind of glad that isn't something cringy to look back at. <laughs> yeah, I think probably by that time, like, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I, I hear every once in a while that there's still like a, like a good, like, ska scene in some places, mm. but I don't know what that looks like and yeah uh, yeah i i it's weird because like you know every once in a while like um we would try to uh play a show in my town and mm -hmm. it's it's just like we we never like when we even when we when we would go on tour we would like never play indiana we would just like our first show would be in like Texas or something. We'd be like, oh like get us away from, but it's like, I mean, there's cool places to play in Indiana, like Bloomington, Indianapolis, you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. like, um, we never played in Lafayette, you know, like, uh, since I had stopped pr pretty much stopped doing shows at my house, like forever mm -hmm. ago. But like, um, the last time when I was just like, I can't remember if it was like somebody, some pals were coming through and I was just like, I'll, I'll see what's up, you know? And it was like the, the area like music, like Facebook group. And it was like, um, 
I was just like, who's like, who's playing in town? Like where's to play in town or whatever. And there was just like only like one person that answered out of like hundreds of people in this group. And they were, as it was like, you know, like, like people that were even like 10 years older than me. And they were like in a ska band. And I was like, <laughs> Of all the places for there to be like a random ska band like Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. I don't remember what they're called, but I listened and I was like, I don't know. You know, like I just feel like I just feel like people that have been playing in bands for like longer than me should have it a little bit more together. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the that was the impression that I got from like yeah. it was just like I just don't feel like Sky is necessarily the style of music where it's that difficult to be like tight. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like, um, like chaotic hardcore and stuff. Like, it can it can be it can it can be a little loose by nature. Like, it can just be mm-hmm. a little loose, but also like it's harder to be like when you're. But if you're just like literally just like. Like you should be able to, you know, but I don't know. They must be having too much fun. <laughs> yeah, they're just too, it's, it's too much like, you know, sit, sit down and play and play your instruments in the studio. Don't, don't skank it up in the studio. Just, just sit down and get your timing right and, you know, have your, yeah. have your fun on the dance floor. going to like like DIY shows and stuff um when I was 14 or 15 um I remember the first one I love telling this story because it's just like you know like as like a young teenager having these fears in my mind and years later finding them like realized I guess to some degree but basically there was this show at this this church in my hometown and it was um some local bands um, and Glockamora, Empire, Empire. I was a lonely state. Um, so back then I was like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome. And it's like right in town. So my mom can like take me. So the first hurdle to going to it was I was at a tennis match and it was away, like in a different town. And it was running late. So even though I wasn't competing, my asshole coach made us all stay until like everyone who was like playing for points had like finished. So I was like already in a rush, like to get back and get to the show. I think I probably missed the first act. And then like in my rush, 
I like dropped my cell phone on the front lawn and I like didn't know where it was. So my mom drops me off and she like walks me in and she's like throughout the night coming in and periodically checking on me. And I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like my mom is like following me into the DIY show. And, um, you know, it wound up being cool, but I was like super anxious. I don't think I'd ever gone to anything like that alone before. And um, actually by the end of the night, the cops had come due to like, noise you know issues mm -hmm. i think it was after 10 p.m but um years later i talked to keith from empire empire and he was like oh yeah i think we just told them we were a worship band and they let us off um, <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah basically um a friend who played that show who i met years later who is also the person who i found out about real you know emo screamo through basically um i met him in like 2016 and he was like I mentioned the story and he was like, wait, I remember seeing you there and your mom came in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I thought you were going to say like your mom just like went with you. Cause no, <laughs> you know, no, just like got to draw the line at like s s somewhere. Right. Like, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's wild. Like I, I, it totally, I totally space on like where some of these bands are from sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh yeah, like that does make sense. Like, you know, th there would be like local shows for, you know, this band that like later, you know, would be, it would be, you know, quite, quite big or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, at least for, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, and that was just like a house show? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah, just in a church. Oh, right, right. Well, then the worship thing works even better. It's like, yes. what do you think we're <laughs> doing here, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's um it's really wild how like many of the like shows and stuff from, you know, for for a good like I don't know, from like the mid 90s to like up until, you know, the, like in like 20, I don't know, I think we played it, we played a church in like um, 2014 or something, you know, but like, yeah. it would always be like some, some church. I don't know, you know, I never knew, I never knew the, di the details. Like if, are they just letting you in there or is, are people yeah. paying to rent the room? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I never thought too much about it. <laughs> it was like one of the, like. The last time we played in shirts, it was like, you know, this fest and like William Bonnie played it. And it was, yeah, this is like, okay, this is this church. And then like, they didn't do shows at this church anymore. It wasn't any drama or anything that mm -hmm. I know of. It just stopped doing it. But yeah. um, yeah, like when, when you start having like those kinds of experiences, like, where you were seeing bands like more or less like on the same like level as you know it wasn't like going to see death cab and it's like a huge stage etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. like was in were you starting to think at that time that that was something that you wanted to do like or would that not be until later yeah i mean i had like a lot of um aspirations i guess like i remember even 
being like 13 years old and wanting to like start a band with my two friends. And we started learning a cover of, um, what was it? It was a uh, bruises by chairlift, which was Caroline Polachek's like little indie pop project back then. But, um, yeah, we never really did anything. And, um, looking at like the bands that like were active at my high school, I kind of think like I didn't miss out on too much back then. But at the same time, growing up, I was really into like, you know, Midwest pen pals. And I guess they were teenagers too. So you never know. I don't think I had the confidence back then to be able to do something like that, though. Yeah. But were you like, at that point, were you like, were you playing with the notion of like writing your own songs and stuff? Like, or was that, would that not be something until way later as well? Um, I didn't actually write anything myself until I was, um, 17 and I just like went into my basement and got this little Radio Shack keyboard, um, that we had. And I just made like a, I guess it's an EP cause there's like five or six songs on it, but they were all only like 20 or 30 seconds long because I'm not very good at keyboard. And I was recording it with my phone, like just trying to like get the take, you know? Mm. Um, but like. I think there was actually some legs there, you know? So even if it wasn't like the best music in the world, I think it was definitely like, oh, I can do this, you know? Yeah. And so was it just you playing the keyboard or did you like, did you like dub in like vocals and stuff later? Or like, what was the extent of? Yeah, um, it was all keyboard. I think I experimented sometimes, like adding in like bass guitar or things like that. But um, as I said earlier, I'm not very good at guitar. I definitely don't know how to play like actual drums. So mostly I would just, um, I did a lot of layering. So it would be just like, I do a synth line and then I add another synth line. And then like I add vocals, you know, a couple different layers to double them, and um, I would mix it in Audacity, and then that's pretty much a song. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is is that something that you just sort of kept up with, like like at your own pace, or or was there some like bigger like turning point or whatever to where you were like, okay? I am going to give this like a real go. I'm going to make like a, a, a real album. It's, or, you know, however you would put it. Uh, yeah. I think after doing that first little EP, um, over the coming months, I was trying to put together an album and I did put something else out. Um, so I think it was just those two releases and then maybe a couple like splits. I had a couple songs out on as well, but. Yeah, I think I actually did um, develop a bit more within that time. But uh, definitely over the years, I've switched more to um, I, I definitely have issues producing sometimes. Um, so I take a long time to do it. But in some ways, there's a lot more ease to getting stuff done when you have a computer to type it all into. Mm -hmm. So like, um, yeah, I didn't mean to like, um, I didn't mean to like imply that you weren't like, just the way you said it before, like, and then you you sort of clarified that you were releasing splits and stuff. So I didn't know if that was something that you just made for yourself, but it sounds like um, you were actually releasing this music. So mm -hmm. how did you, how was it that you were networking with like the bands that you did these splits with and how, how were you like, um, 
from the very beginning, how were you like learning how to like mix and stuff like that? Yeah. So, um, as far as all the networking or just sharing my music, I mean, I would just put stuff on Bandcamp, but I, um, met a lot of people in like the scene, if you will, um, through Tumblr as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually still every once in a while will meet people like even on this, um, past heavenly blue tour, there were like two different shows where like, I met people who were like, Hey, <laughs> were you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, this is crazy. Like that was so long ago, but, um, that's From how Tumblr. I, yes. Yeah. That's Tumblr awesome. was a lot of that. Yeah. And then as far as like mixing and stuff goes, when I was like a, a little kid, like probably like eight, nine, 10, somewhere in that range, I, I did J pop covers. And so I knew kind of how to record into a microphone in my computer um, and mix very basic stuff, I guess. Um, okay. So like you, you've been like actively like singing, you know, like I, you know, whether you would call yourself a singer at that point mm -hmm. or whatever, this was like singing was also, also always a thing that you were like interested in and, and it was like a driving force for you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's wild. I don't um I don't think that I I was uh I mean I I'm I am a very like a uh, self like su like self-motivating person uh mm -hmm. and uh I I'm I'm not trying to say I was not capable of things like when I was like 8 or 9 years old but like um it's wild like the way technology has come up with like I have like a you know a nine-year-old kid and he's over here like making like stop motion videos with his Legos and stuff and yeah. I'm like what the fuck was I doing when I was like <laughs> like I was like I was like picking worms out of the ground or something like I, I was just like nasty you know I don't know what I was like I mean I'd start skateboarding when I was like nine or ten you know and that, mm -hmm. was, that was a long like that was a big passion for me but yeah, it's 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 wild and that's that's really cool. So you you kind of just like grew with the you know the means that you were that were available to you like to record yourself and stuff. Mhm. Mm and um like that's the same way that you found like these bands to like do splits with that you were talking about was just like Tumblr as well. Yeah. Um I actually I don't even remember the first person I did a split with because I didn't really know their music that well. And it was more just um, like, oh, I'm 17 and someone asked me to do this. I'm so excited. Like mm -hmm. I since took the song offline. So that's why I don't remember who it's with. But, yeah. um, you know, because I, I think as an adult, you're like, oh, maybe like you'll get more opportunities and you don't have to do everyone. Like even just like, oh, yeah, like if people offer you shows, it's like you don't have to play every show just because someone offers it to you if you don't think it's going to be fun, you know? Yeah, I don't, I'm still bad about that. I'm like, oh, somebody likes me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you really like me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, that's, I don't know. I definitely can't, I definitely have a hard, a very hard time being idle. So mm -hmm. I, I'm always like, and I also, as much as I love like every single thing that I'm able to do or that I want to do or whatever, sometimes like I need a change of pace. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I, I feel like I overbooked myself because I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh shit. Like, well, I can work on that one thing that's totally different than what I have been racking my brain over or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, I'm like, oh, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm tired of like working on this one thing so i'm gonna go do something that's not screaming my brains out for a minute yeah you know? and, uh, <laughs> yeah and then or like oh i'm i'm tired of just drawing like these same like five scenes or whatever so i don't work on this other thing where i get to draw like a raccoon like eating stuff out of a trash can or something instead. yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and then i'm like how come i never finish anything but yeah i don't know I think it's good exercise, though. At least you're flexing different parts of your brain and you aren't going too crazy focusing too hard and getting stuck, you know? Yeah, you, like, you, like you can't, right? Because then, because mm-hmm. as soon as you're, as soon as you, like, start doing one thing, then your mind wanders back to the other thing and you solve your own problems in a way, yeah. you know? So it's kind of, I don't know, it's definitely fun. But um, we're, what... Like, you weren't releasing this all under, like, Melon, right? No, this was a totally okay. different name. Okay. And then... You yeah, don't have, have, I'm, not, I'm not prying. I'm not trying to pry. I was, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, like, a little tiny bit embarrassing. It was called Chill Korea, and it was, like, because I liked Chick Korea, the jazz, you know, pianist. Uh-huh. I don't know if you'd say that because he played, like, keyboard. But, um, yeah, so I just thought that was kind of like, ha-ha. I don't know. These days, I don't. I don't like that sort of name. That's just a joke off of someone else's name thing as much. But I was seventeen, so I think it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, fourth wave emo bands really ruined that, didn't they? Yeah, there's like, a lot of those. <laughs> fourth or fifth, whatever wave it is. I don't. I don't know that stuff. I don't know. Oh, a lot. But yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, there's some. You know, it, it's just that initial like, haha, and then like, oh. But yeah, you got to give yourself like leeway. I've had way worse project names. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, luckily, I don't put this anywhere where, where I don't know. I mean, I actually do. So <laughs> somebody could come out with a comment and be like, well, like this one, and I'll delete it immediately. Dun, dun, dun. I'll, <laughs> I'll burn the internet down. <laughs> I'll scrub. I'll scrub. But uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's it's um. It's really neat to get like that backstory because it's it's kind of, you know, it's very humbling sometimes when, like, you imagine someone just like, being like, this is the first album that I've made, and you're like, I don't I don't know how this person did this. This is like flawless, but um, yeah. but yeah, um, so how did you like, get uh, connected with like um. Maya and all them and and end up joining um Heavenly Blue. See, I didn't know I didn't even know like where you lived like geographically cuz I yeah. <laughs> I've only just seen like like and then I'm going to be in New York and then I'm going to do this and then so I didn't know if that was like you live in in Michigan and and practice with them or if it's just like you you all meet up and then go on tour, do recordings, you know, etc. but how did that all come together? Yeah, um, my whereabouts are hard to keep up with. I live in New York, 
but I was planning on moving out of New York. So I quit my job. We booked some tours this summer. We're finishing this album for Heavenly Blue, but I'm going back to New York in August. So I usually just kind of come back for band stuff or if we have like a little tour lined up. Um, the flights honestly aren't too bad um, from New York to Detroit. So it hasn't been too tedious other than getting time off work. Um, but yeah, as far as meeting the band, um, some of them, like Maya and John, I got to meet by going to the Metal Frat in Ann Arbor over the years, um, which is where their their previous band, Youth Novel, formed. Um, so that was a place that had like a lot of DIY shows and stuff like that. Um, I think I've played there twice as well over the years. So yeah, just through mutual friends and going to shows, I met some of them. Juno, our other vocalist, um, she actually played that first DIY show I ever went to. And just we went to so many of the same shows that we wound up, you know, you know, becoming friendly with each other and eventually friends over the years. And then some of the guys I, I didn't actually know, um, especially Drew, our drummer is from Baltimore. So when I joined the band, I was in touch with him, but I had never met him in person or anything. Um mm-hmm. And now he lives in Detroit and he's become a good friend. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, was this your first time? Like You said you had played at the Metal Frat before. Was that in mm-hmm. a Screamo band? Were you? No. Um, one of the shows was for just Melon. So I, I did like a karaoke set, basically. Oh, okay. And then one of them was I had like a indie pop Indie rock, I guess. It was like full band. It was some of the same songs I wrote for Melon, but like with real instruments. Um, And that was called Peach Fago. (laughs) But um, we never finished recordings for that band. So sometimes I just try and finish those old songs. And I'm like, well, I still like this. Like Pure Love was a Peach Fago song first. Yeah, I I also have a hard time letting go of something that I like – became fond of like musically you know mm-hmm. like i'll i'm like mm, i need to rework that or something like yeah there was this there was this album that like i wrote it with some friends and um and we recorded it at just like i'll make this as brief as i can but like um <clears throat> two two of the like one of the guys that was in this band with me uh plays in hawthorne heights now um, oh, that's so funny. I, I've I've known him forever, like great friend. But like we went to record this album that we wrote and um we actually record like my dad's like one of his friends, like that he's known since they were teenagers, had this studio and he's actually the guy that recorded the breeders The Last Splash. But wow. like my dad's known him forever. So he's like gives us this really ridiculous like rate at his studio. And um <clears throat> And we went in and um, we recorded this album and like um, the, the, uh, my friend and I, like we couldn't get on the same page about like, like live we were singing these songs together and we had all these parts that crossed over each other and stuff like that. And it was fine live, you know, but then when the studio, we couldn't get on the same page about like what should happen, like with these vocals, you know, and, uh, we, we, we just straight up, like we did what we did and then nobody was happy with it. And, and like, you know, like I ended up leaving the band and, uh, 
it was a lot of drama at the time, but it didn't in the end mean anything. You know what I mean? But um, I had this one song and I just had this one part and I was just like, that was one of those things where I was just like, I have to use this in something. And like, there was a few songs that like, and I, you know, it was like, they were like the songs that I more or less wrote by myself. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you all don't play that song. Right. And <laughs> he's like, no. And I'm like, cool. I'm using these parts, you know, or whatever. And, yeah. uh, and so it went from like a, you know, more or less like jawbreaker ish, like pop punk band. And I got this, these couple of riffs and then they ended up in a screamo song. I'm assuming it was more of like a, so do you want to come and see how this feels? Like, do you want to, yeah. like, uh, was that like the first time that you like showed up and did screaming in a band or? Yeah, pretty much. I, um, I have access to a practice space within New York. So like, they're like, Hey, we're playing, you know, Zygama beach records fest in June. You know, this was like last year's fest mm -hmm. and, uh, so we just had like a couple shows booked in June and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to come in however many days before. And they had sent me some songs that like all the instrumentals had been kind of like recorded and stuff. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, trying out like, Oh, how do I write parts onto these? This or that. I had to learn some youth novel songs, how to perform those because, um, yeah, we were playing youth novel songs at this point in time. And now we're kind of trying to, more so I'm just yeah like the new material um but like yes I was I was like trying to find my voice in my practice space in New York before flying out but I was so so anxious about like I don't know for me it felt like it wasn't a done deal until like I was actually performing with them I think everyone else was like oh yeah we know you can do it but for me it felt like I was like on probation or something mm -hmm. yeah I I um I did one show where I it was it was wild because like um my fr my friend's band um Irakura they we so they booked us in Denver and that's where they were from and mm -hmm. they wanted to play but their vocalist who's my pal was going to be in Europe and so they were like do you want to do the vocals of that show and like this is like literally one of the most intense bands that I'd ever seen live, like with their vocalist. And I was like, how can I do, like I scream all the time, but how mm -hmm. can I do like their songs justice? Like, what am I supposed to, it's like such a, I don't know when, like once you do it, like probably at this point, you're just like, it feels, it might feel a little silly that you were that nervous. Right. Cause you've done it yeah. this many times. Like I, 
like at this point, I'm just like, why was I so nervous about that? Like, if I forgot how a thing went, I can just fall on the ground and roll around and yell random yeah. shit, you know? But like <laughs> at the time, you really are, you're like, I gotta. I got to knock this out of the park. Like, you know, I have a lot to live up to or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So it was just like, they, they were just like, look, like you got this. And then you showed up and you did a couple shows. And then it was just like, from that point, it was just like, okay, so now we're going to start working on new songs kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. <clears throat> and, um, I don't, you so you didn't like so i think like when they released that lp like then they they renamed it right like mm -hmm. they, that's when they did the rename so you didn't perform on that lp right that was like one person and oh yeah that was um i think it was just maya john and our friend nathan who's um kind of he's actually the one who I found about I wrote haikus from and stuff like that years back. But um, he's kind of like on and off in the band where sometimes he's like, you know, I'm just like not that sad anymore. But I have these guitar parts, you know, like he's that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he was the one on that album. I think it was actually before the name change, but it was like the same. Like it wasn't put out under Heavenly Blue, but they started yeah. up on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I was under the impression, but I guess, I guess I'm wrong that that it was released as Youth Novel, and then, and then um, there was the name change, and then I thought that like retroactively it that that album was renamed, but I, I guess I'm, I'm wrong about that. So oh, it's difficult to say. <laughs> <laughs> even even someone from the board. Uh, doesn't is not sure about that. Um, but so this song that just came out on the comp, is that the first, like, uh, is that the first, like, Heavenly Blue, like, official release then? And um, did you, is that a song that you did vocals on or? I, so not, that's actually the same vocalist as the, um, the, LP. the that other LP. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but we did record a version with me and Juno on it instead. So I think that'll come out on our full length when that's okay. finished. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. that, you know, the, it's, it's just like the, the timeline with that comp was very hard to follow. So, yes. <laughs> so I was, I was like, I, you know, when I, when we were initially all sent all the tracks, <clears throat> um, and there was another, there was even like another band on there that didn't end up being on the vinyl version. But um, like when we were initially sent all the tracks, I had listened to the whole thing and I'm like, wow, this is like great. And then by the time like the thing actually came out, I was like, I have no idea like where this, you know, chronologically this fits in, in the uh, yeah. youth novel to Heavenly Blue. So you have been working on an LP. Mm -hmm. Is that is that all done like from your end or is it just like, are you, is it more like you'll put a few tracks together and then it's like, okay, we're adding them to the, to the queue or what's that so, process been like? Um, it's, I would say this band, we work in kind of a funky way. Um, <laughs> and it is uh, pretty instrumentally forward, I guess, where, um, there are like songs that have been like fully written out, um, before I even hear them. 
Um, and then I just try and add stuff in. Um, and then I kind of leave gaps for Juno to add them in. And we like exchange lyrics and stuff like that. Or, you know, one of us will write all the lyrics and give the other person a part to do. But um, yeah, I would say like, there's like a lot more opportunities for like the instrumentalists to get together and to write. And they really enjoy doing that. So it winds up being like, okay, well, I'll try and write this on my own time or what have you. Like not as much like in-person jamming as a full collective. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because, mm-hmm. of, you know, you're, you're all like geographic location. Like I don't even know where Juno's from. So like, is she <laughs> also in Michigan or? Yeah, she is, but she okay. she's all over the place a lot. Like she she goes on tour with various bands. I feel like, and yeah, she's a little hard to pin down sometimes too. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it makes sense. It's like, look, like we'll lock this all in, and then you know y'all do your thing and make it complete. You know, and that's mm-hmm. it's all good. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, is that is is that like something that like are you are you done recording an album now or is it like you're just amassing the songs um the songs are done for the most part um there's like a little bit of vocals and maybe one song that still needs like one guitar added to it but um you know drums and bass have been done for a really long time um there there's just one song that i'm having a hard time recording um because our drummer drew is like crazy he writes really crazy beats so it's like I, I just cannot count it right. Um, but you know, in this upcoming week, I'm I'm planning to have that all finished, and then Maya does our mixing and stuff like that. So there's yeah. there's been a couple times like where like I it and this isn't I don't know like this isn't a tip that might this is a tip that may or may not help like anyone else ever. But there's been a couple times when there's just like weird counting stuff or something mm-hmm. where like um, for whatever reason, I can't get it to like hit where it's supposed to hit like on the recording. And like I will literally turn the music off and just record it like and I'll put it there and it'll fit like perfect. Oh, I don't crazy. even have to chop it. Like it's just like. It, it, you're like it's like some weird thing where it's like okay i know this is like in seven whatever like i don't even like that's not my thing being able yeah. to count like but jason will be like this is in seven whatever you know or this is in whatever whatever and so i'm like okay i know this is supposed to hit like this 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 whatever right yeah and i just can't get it to work and i'll just turn it off and then i'll just i'll be like i'm listening i'm listening I'm hearing it in my head. I'm like, it goes like that. It goes like that. I try it. It doesn't work. I turn the music off. I do it. I just put it there. And I'm like, it worked. Fine. Mm -hmm. Moving on now. You know, like, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's so weird. But like, I don't know. I I recommend that. Like, if something's driving you batty, like, turn the music off and just record it. See what happens. Like, yeah. It, it might uh, not work for you, it, or it might, and you'll and you'll just be like, "What?" <laughs> I don't oh, that's know. Crazy. I got the music in me. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know, or like, I don't I don't know what the deal is there. Like, may- something. Oh, sorry. 
Uh, no, no. I, I was just going to say, like, maybe even something more unusual will happen and, th- and that will turn out cool. You know, I don't yeah. know. But um, so, like, that's really exciting that there's there's an LP coming. I mean, with, mm-hmm. um, I you know, with the way, like, um, getting something pressed and stuff is these days, I'm sure there's, you know, you can't, like, offer a timeline or anything. But that's awesome to know that's uh, coming at soonish. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, you said with the Melon album that, um, you know, some of this is stuff that you were working on for some time. Uh, some of it was like, you know, older ideas that you were like, uh, finalizing and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. what made it like the, the, okay, this is like, uh, I'm doing this now. What what made it the right time to like finally put these all out, like finally put everything together and 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 go for it? Well, I guess the easy part is this specific album is kind of a compilation of everything to that point. And um, I put it all together because Dave reached out and he was like, oh, I'd love to do this. And I was like, yeah, this sounds cool. I respect what he does. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. Some of those songs are like pretty old at this point, so it's like nice for like a new a new batch of people to be able to hear them. Um, like the I recordings think, themselves are old. Yeah, yeah. Some of oh, them okay. are. Yeah, some of them I've, I've had put out previously, um, like a while ago, and then um, I guess as far as like I have a lot of stuff that I just like I get partially finished, and I just I'm so frustrated with it that I leave it alone. Mm. And every once in a while, I'll just come back to it and try and, like, rework it. But um, I don't know. I, I think, like, uh, just sometimes I'm just in that mood where, like, things just come into place really easily. And I'm feeling super motivated and things just feel right. Um, and I wish that happened a little more often, but that's usually how I operate. It's just a random burst of inspiration, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you... you like you had fully recorded some of these songs and then you just, so your production values like didn't change like necessarily at all. So when you were compiling them, you you didn't have issues where you're like, these don't sound like they belong together or Um, would would you just retweak the mixes or. Oh, see, I lost the project files. Um, when my computer crashed like a year ago. So um, I didn't do any tweaking with them. So if they sound properly cohesive, then that's great to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think they really do. I think, you know, it's like, I'm surprised to hear that, like, this is, this is like, just five, you know, five of them are one random batch of waves and four of mm-hmm. them, or you know what I'm saying? Like, because yep. they definitely do sound like someone who sat down and, you know, did, did this all in a batch almost, you know? Well, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's very, very cohesive. Um, did you like, do you have like a, <clears throat> like you, you said you were using audacity at this point for that or. Um, for this stuff, I was using garage band. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, which I guess now I finally have a new computer. You know, I guess my excuse for not working on like a a DAW that's like, you know, I don't know. People don't like GarageBand that much compared to like Logic or Ableton. 
um, I would always say, oh, I don't have any room on my laptop. So I guess pretty soon I should try and see what else is out there and see if it lends itself to making more music or with more ease, you know? It's, it's weird, like, that there are people that give a shit about stuff like that. Because I, I personally don't. Like, I use what I use because it's wh- how I, what I know how to use, you know? Like, but it's like, yeah, if, if you want to start using something else because you want to start using something else. But it's just like, how amazing is that? That, like, GarageBand used to be this thing that it was just like, you could almost, like, it was just like you could make some real rough demos, but you made like a whole like really clean album on it. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's amazing to me, you know? And like, yeah, I don't know. Like my kids, uh, my kids got it um, on the iPad that I draw on and like mm-hmm. they sit there and I mean, I don't know how to use it. You know, I, I know, like, they sit there and they're doing whatever, you know. I don't know how to use GarageBand. I know how to use Reaper. Like, I know, yeah. how, to, I know how to plug in mics and I know how to, like, you know, I know how to hit drums and play guitar, you know. Like, I don't, like, the, the other stuff, like, making beats and stuff like that, that's, like, like, that's, like, pure wizardry to me. Like, yeah. um, whereas, like, you know. Like somebody who makes beats, they might, they might look at me the same way. Like, you know, oh, like you're playing a guitar. Like that's, that's a other kind of thing, you know. Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Like that. Like, I mean, it's like you can make an album on your phone. You can make an album on your iPad. You can, you know, like. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so what's like, you know that. Like I always, like I always want to ask. I always want to chat with folks. Like right after they did something, because I I'm excited. I want people to hear how it all came to be. I want people to listen to it, and mm-hmm. you know, blah blah blah. But then there's always that point in the conversation where I feel like I gotta ask, like like so, what's next, you know, yeah. or or whatever. And sometimes like it's like, look, I just did this thing. Like I need to fucking chill, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, feel free to tell me that also. But like, you know, you mentioned the Heavenly Blue album, so we know that's coming. Um, mm-hmm. Are you working on more songs for Melon, or is it just like you mentioned before, where you're just like, look, I just kind of do them, and eventually there'll be more. Yeah, so I have a couple I'm sitting on that I just I have to tweak the arrangements of and stuff like that, where I feel pretty good about the song and I'm just kind of frustrated with certain elements of it. But I have like a handful of things that one of these days I'm just going to, I don't know, I I would like to put out like an EP or an album, but I kind of figure if I'm going to take so long to work on these songs, we we are in the digital age and it's okay to drop singles too. So Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the most realistic thing I could say is I'll probably drop a single or like an EP, um, hopefully not too long. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, that that style of music specifically definitely lends itself to like the releasing a single like more than Mm -hmm. you know because it's like we it's like we said you know it's like there can be a real earworm there and it's just like like i mean you know if if i if if like all or nothing came out like just by itself like i'd have listened to that like 
10 times a day for, you know, for six months yeah. while an album was coming. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have cared. But, like, I mean, I personally, I think that's the best song that's come out in 2023, like, in my opinion. Thank you. But, uh, like, I mean, give me a break. Like, you get, like, a minute and five seconds into it, and then you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's where the real song starts. And you're like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, what just happened to me? I'm throwing chairs across the room. Like, you know, um, nine-year-olds are dancing. Older oh, yeah. people are dancing. You know, everyone's having a good time. Um, yeah, um, that's that's really awesome. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, whatever you, you get up to. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been great chatting with you. Um, uh, is there anything else that we should like chat about before we take off or? Uh, no, my life isn't that interesting right now. outside <laughs> of that stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you certainly have a lot of really cool things happening that, um, people can look forward to then, but, um, yeah. oh, one thing. <laughs> yeah, go for it. We are playing new friends fest in Toronto in August. Um, Heavenly Blue is, and I'm really excited for that. A lot, lot of good bands. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's going to be a wild time. Um, yeah. Are you all playing any shows like day before, day after kind of thing, or just, just the fest? Yeah, I think we have one set up for the day before in Detroit. Um, I don't know if we're going to announce more bands. As of right now, there's only um, one other band. I'll actually, I'll find them right now because I don't remember who it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're playing with record setter on august 3rd oh right right that's awesome mm -hmm. all right well yeah um so if uh anybody's can't make it to new friends fest then that's a chance to to check y'all out <laughs> That was my conversation with Mel. Thank you so much, Mel, for taking the time to chat with me. And thanks to all y'all for listening. Hope to see y'all at New Friends Fest this weekend. Until next time, take care and do good things. Bye.